Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome to a new week, everybody. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices and unparalleled customer service and free three day shipping, anything over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you, everybody, for shopping at Rocky Mountain ATV MC. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate all the emails I've been getting about all the good information and feedback from Fly Racing's gear. You guys have been buying it up. You guys have been liking it. I approve. Actually, give you a little backstory. I wasn't going to say anything. But I actually got dressed in my Fly Racing Light Hydrogen gear before I went testing today and drove to the track in my gear. I think I'm going to bring it back, everybody. I'm going to bring getting dressed at home and driving to the track in your Fly Racing gear back. It's going to be cool again, just like you were when you were 10 years old. So go check them out, flyracing.com. Thank you, guys. 2018.5 2018.5 Kinetic Mesh could go with your 2018.5 Rockstar Dish. So that makes sense to me. That's best dressed. So go do it. Also, last but not least, thank you to the guys at Racetech, Racetech.com. You guys know what they're all about. Several reviews up on my website. Things that I love about them, things that I didn't like about the KX450F. Now that I can live with it. And speaking of the KX450F, we'll be riding that new one next week, so stay tuned. But also, Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Discover why when racers can choose, they choose the one and only Paul Thede's Racetech. Experience the gold valve advantage by logging on to Racetech.com. Several things over at Racetech.com. Spring rates, valving, seals, parts, all kinds of things you need for your bike. If you've got an old bike, vintage bike, they can help you. They do engine work. You want to make your bike a little bit faster and keep the reliability. Several things over there in that shop that can do that for you over at Racetech. So go visit them, racetech.com. So today, guys, since I'm a week out from what I call Hell Week, which is the start of the 2019 bike season, next week I have four intros that I have to attend to. So that's going to start our 
first impression podcast of 2019 bikes. I wanted to do something different with this podcast, similar to the blue collar podcast that I did several weeks ago. I forget which podcast number that was, but I've got so much great feedback on that. And I had this idea before my blue collar podcast, so I wanted to do a podcast about getting into racing, what needs to be done, what you can do, and just help the guys out there and girls that want to go racing and what to expect. Not everyone is uh, a pro. You know, we all started somewhere, guys and girls. I remember I was nine years old when I first raced. Of course, again, you guys know my parents weren't rich. I grew up middle class. My dad worked several jobs. My mom was disabled. So it was tough for us to get to the track. I had a sister. She was in cheerleading. So we had to spend our time with her. We had to spend my time. My parents had to spend uh, the time with me and her, of course. So um, I know what it's like to get started. And even when I was in my teenage years, my dad didn't have enough money for me to go race. So guess what? I had a five-gallon, you know, bucket that I threw all my change in or I, you know, my my parents had change, I would put that. I used to roll pennies to go racing. So I'd be in my bedroom at night rolling all these pennies. I'd go to the bank, you know, get the get the rolls out. You say, "Hey, I need some penny rolls, some quarter rolls." Go in my bedroom, you know, turn on some Michael Jackson Thriller. That was my jam of choice back then. And start rolling, rolling pennies. And I would get my buddies to take me to the race. And I would proceed to go to sign up. And I would have a Ziploc baggie full of rolled pennies and nickels and dimes. I didn't. Have, I think maybe I had one roll of quarters if I was lucky. Because if you had a roll of quarters, you were balling. Because that was good money. But... I think my entry was 24 bucks back then to race a class, and what was it, $30 to get a license, CRC membership. That was uh, the club I raced with a lot when I was younger. And yeah, I would give the sign-up lady about three bags full of rolled coin. And she looked at me and goes, are you serious? And I'm like, hey lady, I don't give a shit. I didn't say shit back then. But I said, I don't give a crap. I want to race. This is what I can do. I'm here. It's money. Take it. The bank will take it. And there you go. I signed up and went racing. So that's that's how I did it when I was younger. You know, it was uh, it was tough to do, but I did it regardless, and I had fun. So I wanted to do a podcast to kind of help all of you newbies out there, or maybe you guys have taken off a long time, because I get a lot of emails about guys, hey, I am working my balls off i've been doing it for 15 to 20 years and i want to get back into racing how do i go about doing that so i'm giving you a beginner's podcast to racing dirt bikes it's pretty basic so for you guys out there listening that that race all the time maybe it's going to be boring to you but for those of you that have friends that want to start racing mention this podcast to them maybe it'll help them help them relax a little bit, help them get dialed in so they have everything that they need when they go racing. So I made a bunch of notes. I've acquired these notes over several months thinking about things that I did when I was growing up racing, when I first started racing, things that I see at the track 
that that are wrong from other beginner type writers. And I'm just trying to cut the the process in half for you guys. So when you get to the race, you guys know what to do. And if you're listening to this podcast, grab a pen and paper, push pause, grab a pen and paper, write some of this stuff down so you have this notebook of what you should do. Hang this son of a bitch up in the garage and look at it and have a checklist before you go racing. So we're going to just name all these things that you need that I feel like it should be with you at all times and things that you should do. And just remember, once you start doing it more, you go race your first race, you go your second race, it gets easier as you go. It's not going to be a, a big cluster like it may be the first time you go race. And let me let me say this too. Nerves... Okay, I get a lot of people ask me, hey, what about nerves, Kiefer? Look, no matter how old you are, no matter how many times you've raced, you're going to get nervous. And if you don't get nervous, something is wrong. You should stop racing if you don't get nervous because racing brings out a lot of uncertainties inside of yourself and having those nerves is very common. So I remember being younger and... I started out racing off-road in the desert, and we would go camping, and I remember vividly being outside of, of the camper, and my mom and dad would be inside, and I would be outside in a lawn chair, and I would just be so scared and so freaked out, and my dad would come out and be like, what's wrong with you? Why? I look like I was almost crying. He's like, what is wrong? Do you want to race or not? And I go, yeah, I do. And he's like, what's your problem? I'm like... I'm just so nervous. So I used to ball myself up so bad that I would get sick. And until that flag drop or the gate dropped, it, it all goes away. So that will kind of subside a little bit, but you still will get nervous before every race. Maybe it won't be the night before, but maybe it'll be on the drive to the race, or maybe it will be when you sign up. But at some point in time, those nerves will hit you. And you just have to learn to control those nerves and just know that it's normal. The guy next to you, same thing. Or the girl, same thing. He or she is nervous just like you. It's how you control your nerves and get ready to go racing. And I'm telling you, it's so weird. Once that gate drops or the flag drops, it's like it was never there. It's gone because you're so focused and you're concentrating on what you're about to do. So without further ado... Here's a list of things that I feel like is going to help you guys out there for a beginner guide to go racing. I've seen, I'm trying to preface this without getting mad because it's one of the things that bother me. Look, motorcycle riding, period, is dangerous. Going racing is even more dangerous. There's more people, there's more variables. Um, when you go riding by yourself, you worry about you mostly and what you can do on the bike. But when you go racing, you got to worry about other riders and what they do can hurt you. So if you're listening to this, have insurance. Get some insurance. Trust me, I know insurance is expensive. I pay for it for my family. I own my own business, so it's coming out of my pocket. I know how much it is. Our insurance system is effed up. I get it. It doesn't really cover anything. I know my insurance sucks, but I still pay $800 a month for it, which is outrageous. But you need it. When you get hurt, that's your coverage, okay? 
that is going to save you from a $50,000 bill. And let me tell you guys, I've done it, okay? I'm, I'm guilty of it. That's why I'm trying to tell you not to do it. Back in my younger days, just like I told you, I didn't have insurance, you know? When I'm out of mom and dad's, you know, little nest and I don't, you know, mom and dad ain't paying anything for me and they're like, hey, you're on your own now, you got a job, it's time for you to grow up, get your own insurance. If you want to do these things, it's time to be an adult. And of course I say, yeah, yeah, no problem, I'll do that. And and I didn't do it and I rode and, and, and went racing without insurance. Well, sure shit, I got hurt. So guess what? Hello, 60 grand. Hello, 60 grand in doctor bills. Oh, there goes my credit. Screwed. Because I couldn't pay it on time, right? So here I am, young kid. Screwed my credit up. Screwed my life up for a little bit because I wanted to go racing so bad that I didn't have insurance. So get insurance, some type of insurance. It's going to be worth it. Yes, it's expensive. If you, if you can't get insurance, you need to rethink riding, okay? Because you need insurance. I know motocross riding's fun, riding the dirt bike's fun, but insurance is very important. So for those of you listening out there and want to go racing, get some type of insurance. It's going to help you in the long run, and it'll save you from the heartache that happens to a lot of people. It's funny when I see these GoFundMe accounts for these people that need help after they get hurt, and they don't even have insurance. I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm not looking... I'm not looking for handouts if I get hurt. It's it's my fault. Shit happens. Or maybe it's not your fault and j- shit just happens to you, but you should have insurance. So that's my rant. I, I just That was my first thing when I wrote down because I remember what I went through growing up trying to race. So if you're a kid, obviously you don't have to worry about that. You're on your parents' insurance. But if you're just listening to this podcast and you're in your teenager years, you know, 19, you're getting to your 20s, and you're on your own, get insurance. Don't screw yourself over. And if you're middle-aged, 40s and 50s, get insurance. You need it. So if you don't have a bike, you need to find a dealer that is willing to work with you and help you to get a bike, okay? I feel like there's so many mail-order places, such as Rocky Mountain, that we forget about our dealers. We need to go to our dealerships as well, get parts, go get motorcycles. They have used motorcycles. Find a dealership that'll take care of you, that can help you. They're there for that reason. They work closely with the manufacturers, obviously. So finding the right dealer and buying the correct bike is a huge thing as well before you start racing. You know, if you've never raced and I'm going to go purchase a YZ450F, probably not the best choice because you're probably going to get hurt because you're probably going to get whiskey throttle and you're probably going to weed it. So find the right bike for you. There's a podcast on the Kiefer Tested podcast that is, well, actually will go over what I feel like is the right bike for you. So look that podcast up, listen to it, and obviously you need to get a motorcycle that fits your weight, your riding ability, and all these things. If your riding ability is fairly good, you've been riding for four to five years and you ride well, but you're going to go race for the first time, then yeah, obviously a YZ250F, 
maybe even a YZ450, you know, in general, I'm just saying, just picking that as a bike, could be the right bike for you. So just make sure you get the correct machine that will not hurt you, okay? There is no dick measuring in these races, okay? I know that racing is about beating the other person, but also going home safe is a big part of racing because then you can go racing again because you're not hurt. So purchase the right bike. Go back and listen to my podcast about which bike is right for you. It'll help you, and you can learn some things about getting the correct bike to go racing. Gear, protective gear, okay? Don't chintz out on some of this stuff, especially helmets. People ask me, Kiefer, what's the best helmet? Is MIPS work? Is the meds work? Which which is which? Honestly, guys, it's tough for me to tell you what helmet to buy, what is safe, what is not, because no matter what I say, someone else will say, oh, yeah, but I use this and it did this. Or So I'm just going to give you a snippet of what I've crashed in and what is safe for me, okay? 60 helmets, to me, for me, is the safest helmet money can buy. Expensive helmets, 700 bucks, yep. But you've got a great helmet on you, you don't have to worry about your head. Showy med system, I like it, I use it, I, I run the Showy a lot. Those two helmets are in my circulation more than any other helmet that I have out in my shop, and I have several. I use the Fox V3, I use a Fly F2 Carbon, I use an Arrive VX Pro 4, I use, you know, all these different types of helmets, but these fit my head the best, and they're good helmets. So, what I'm getting at here is find the correct helmet, make sure it fits, that's the most important thing. Then, dress for the crash, not the ride, okay? I'm not the best guy to look on my Instagram and say, well, I'm going to get what he gets. Look, if you're a beginner rider, you need a chest protector. I went over this a little bit on my social media. As my kid always asks me, I make him wear a chest protector. And he goes, Dad, how come you don't wear one? I had nothing to say. I had no comeback. So I had to start wearing chest protectors. So I guess I would say, Listen to what I'm saying and don't do what I'm doing, you know, because I sometimes don't wear a chest protector, which is bad. So I made the mistake a long time ago of not wearing one, and it was really nice because I was free, but it's not good when I crash. So wear a chest protector, wear a good helmet, get some knee guards at least, okay? If you're not into knee braces, get some knee guards and get some good boots, there's all different kinds of boots. I'm not going to sit here and talk about boots. You can go back to that podcast and listen to that. But good pair of boots, some good protective gear, and dress for the crash, not the ride. Don't worry about being best dressed when you're a beginner. Just get some good gear, roll it. If I don't give a shit if you buy a fly jersey with a pair of Thor pants. It doesn't matter, and the long run is that you're safe. So you want to try to keep safe and get the correct you know, gear choices and gear safety wear. Also, this goes out to parents that are having their kids race. Maybe this isn't so much directed towards the middle-aged guy that's starting to race, but I wanted to throw this in there as well. If you're a parent and you're about to throw your kid in the racing scene, don't go ape shit on him or her. 
if him, you know, if, <laughs> if I see this all the time and it drives me insane, that's kind of why I'm like losing my mind here. If your kid gets last in the race, don't stress. We all get last in our in our races, okay? When I first started racing, I sucked it up. It doesn't matter. Let them have fun. It's going to be better for them in the long run without you barking at them and saying, ah, oh, you should have did this or so-and-so jumped this or you didn't jump that. Don't go all mini-parent on them. Just sit back, enjoy the process, watch them smile, let them have fun, and just chill down, okay? No one's going to become a factory rider when you're little. And what happens is you're going to push your kid and he's not going to, he or she is not going to enjoy riding. So just relax. Don't go all mental on them and let them do what they need to do. This goes for everybody, okay? Practice. You got to practice. We talked about this in another podcast about practicing just like you race. So figure out how your racing club races, if it's a two-moto format, or let's say you're an off-road guy or whatever. Let's say two-moto format, your racing club does its six laps. Practice like that. Go out and go practice for a little while at your local track and do some six-lap motos. That way you know when you go to the race, it's the same thing. If you're going to go race off-road and your off-road race is in the woods, a 10-mile loop, go ride a 10-mile loop so you know what to expect when you go race. Same thing, West Coast off-road, you're riding a Heron Hound. The weekend, what you got to do, go ride a 40-mile loop, figure it all out. That way, when you go to the race, it's nothing that you haven't kind of already been through already. You kind of want to simulate what you're going to do when you get to the race. I know it's difficult at times, but if you're thinking about racing, that is what you have to do. Simulate how your racing is going to be, and it'll be easier come race day. So make sure you practice the right technique. If you got to get videos and see all these things, just make sure, because practice makes perfect. You can't sit there and be a good racer without practicing, okay? If you work all week and you're going to go jump in the race and you get last, there's no one to blame but yourself. You got to ride a dirt bike to become good at it. It's not one of those sports that you can just be like pop in and be like, hey, I'm good at it. That, it doesn't work. You got to ride a lot, okay? Here's, here's the deal. Here's where I see a lot of mistakes is race prep. I remember growing up, forgetting my helmet at home, you know, um, I <laughs> I would think I have everything in my gear bag, and I'd get to the track, and I'd go to get dressed, and my dad's, you know, getting my bike ready or whatever. Uh, hey, Dad, I forgot my helmet. Oh, all right. You're screwed, son. Load up. Go home. I'm crying my eyes out because I'm not racing. I'm sure my dad could have found me a helmet, but what he taught me, and I didn't know it at the time, is that I need to be held accountable for everything I do. That is important. So if you're a young kid listening to this, have a checklist. All the gear st- all the gear that you need to go racing, have a checklist, have it marked, put it in your gear bag, get it ready. Because if your parents were like my parents, they're going to pull the plug like, we're out, you don't race today because you forgot something. So trust me, I, I'm an adult now, and I still forget things from time to time because... I get pulled in one direction and forget. So just make sure you have all your gear, make a checklist, 
that's what you need. You need to bring get your gear all settled in. Make some food. Get some food ready, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, whatever it is that you like to eat. Get that ready the night before. Get your fuel taken care of. Get some fuel going. And also, if you guys have some shade, good to have some shade and easy up. Or if you know where the shade is in the parking spot where you're going to go race, find that. Get there early enough to get that shade. Bring chairs. Bring a bicycle or something to ride around to get to and fro from you know the sign-up to your truck to the gate to wherever it is. Just have something to make it easier on yourself. Bring the correct tools. Bring Make up yourself a little toolbox, okay? I have a track box that I take with me into my van everywhere I go. I have a big toolbox in my shop that you know, at my parents' house where I do my work on my bikes. But that is most important is having a toolbox that you can take to the track, everything that you need, screwdrivers, T-handles, all of that. Make up a box for yourself. Bring that with you so you have that. Also, extra parts. Bring some tubes in case you got a flat. If you guys can't afford it, just get some extra wheels. So make yourself easier. If you get a flat, just swap out some wheels. And also, I know phones are, are all over the place now, but bring a pen and paper. You never know what you want to write down, all right? If you see, you go to sign up, which we'll get to in a minute, and you see the race order, take a picture of it with your phone so you know the race order so you don't miss your race. But also bring a pen and paper so if you come off the track and you feel like, Hey, I messed this up, this up, this up. Write that down ASAP when you come back to your pit. So that way you don't forget. Several times when I go racing, I know what I do wrong, but I get back to the pit, I do other things, and I forget to remember that to use to try to correct for the second moto. So I'm a big believer in writing stuff down so I can look at it so I don't forget. Okay, because... We know how it is at the race. Like I said, you got nerves, you got people talking to you, you got people around you, maybe you got family, and you're getting pulled in different directions. You just got to write stuff down to make sure that you don't forget certain things. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track, or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, Get some hats, shirts, hoodies. Be a moto fan. Be an off-road fan. Go check out ruttedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruttedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Reddit Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Reddit Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Reddit Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, 
Everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12. Get 10 for free. Later. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So, founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeyFrankTesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. 
Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay, Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down, and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to. Because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at kieferinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Okay, so... You're going to the race, you're driving, you get there, there's a gate admission, right? They charge you probably 10 bucks to get in per person. Don't be that guy that hides people in the back seat because that's bad karma. You do not want bad karma going into a race, okay? Don't know if you guys are superstitious or not, but I'm a big believer in if you're a good person, good things will happen to you. If you're a shitty person, shitty things will happen to you. So... Don't hide people to save yourself 10 bucks to get in the gate. If your buddies are coming, make them pay for themselves, okay? Pay the gate fee. There's a gate admission. Make sure you pay it. Sign-ups, okay? I like to, if, if your club or the people you race with have a website and they do pre-register stuff, do it before you get there. That's one less thing you got to do when you get to the track. And chances are they will have a post um, register and then they have a pre-register line. So pre-register lines usually are shorter. you already done everything, so you just need to get a transponder if your club run transponders. But try to pre-register for your race online. Again, make sure you look for the correct class. If you've never raced, you are a beginner, Okay. Don't sign up for a novice, even though you may have ridden four years. Sign up as a beginner. If someone moves you up, let them move you up. Don't ex- don't just assume that you're, hey, man, I've been riding four years. I can scrub this jump. I go to this track all the time. Just run beginner class. Let them move you up. If you're a half a track ahead of the second place beginner, so be it. Let them move you up. That way you know truly what you are. Don't just guess and assume. So pre-register, easy to do. You get to the track. You can set up your pit. You don't have to do much. You can relax. I don't see much of this anymore. Um, I don't see a lot of people walking the track anymore. But I'm a big believer in trying to walk as much of the track as you are allowed or as you can before practice. Why do I like to do this? Isn't that what practice is for, Kiefer? Yep, 
You're right. That's what practice is for. But to get the most out of your practices so you're better in your motos, I like to know the lay of the land, so to speak. So if I'm at Glen Helen and I'm going to race, I ride there all the time. I don't give a shit. Whoever preps the track, it could change. He might build a lip higher on accident on one side of the track versus the other. Maybe I want to hit that low line. Maybe there is something I can do that's a little bit different that I may not be able to see while I'm practicing, right? Because you're so focused on trying to go fast and hitting your lines. Well, now it kind of opens up the track because you walked it and you slowed everything down. You know where stuff is. Maybe there's a big boulder on the side of the track that you would not be able to see unless you hit that son of a bitch while you're practicing. So I'm still a big believer of walking the track. I know I don't see a lot of kids or adults doing that anymore, but you will catch me on the track most of the time looking, trying to find things um, to make myself go faster and also just looking for hazards. So um, if I want to push the edges of the track, I want to know what is out there because that's usually when bad stuff happens is when you're pushing and you're riding the edges of the track, there's some things that are on the side of the track that poke out and might bite you um, that I've hit before that I've never seen because I didn't walk the track. So I've learned my lesson. So that's something you guys want to maybe try to do is walk the track. And also, when, when it's time for practice, you know what practice schedule is. You get that when you get it sign up. You have a practice schedule. Try to ride... Obviously, stick to your practice. That's a big thing when you go race. They don't want you jumping in other practices that you're not supposed to be in. But usually, you can try to get in two practices. Um, if you're riding two classes, obviously, you can ride two practices. But sometimes, they have a late practice, which is for the people that come a little late. And yeah, maybe only two laps or so. But that's an extra two laps that you can get in that you could see how the lines change because it's the last practice of you know of the morning before races start you know how the lines form up and that way you're more comfortable for when your first motos go off so i'm a big believer in trying to ride twice before the races so maybe you guys can do that and that also calms the nerves down a little bit the more you know the track the more you've ridden the more you felt your bike and how it reacts in the morning the less nerves you have going into your races so try to get at least two practices in before your for your motos and if you're if your motor if your moto one let's say i'm going to give you an example they're going to put up a race schedule for you guys that says all right we're having 12 races today you are moto uh five and moto nine if you're riding two classes or you're riding one class you're moto five okay do yourself a favor walk down to the start and watch how the gate guy drops the gate. That's important. If you guys are worried about getting a good start, which makes your life easier during the race, see how he drops the gate. Because obviously he's out front. Um, he has a card or whatever he had in his hand. He, he might put it up for, hey, I'm getting ready to drop the gate. I'm going to point to everyone down the line. And then once he points to everything down the line, then he starts walking towards the gate. Or he might have a guy in the box. Just see how it's ran, okay? Because if you show up, you don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe the guy 
you know, points to everybody and then turns the card sideways and then that dude in the, the box just drops the gate. That's the MO. So that's I very rarely see a guy that's dropping the gate mix it up during the day. He usually sticks to the same program during the day. For example, if the gate guy is only one dude, he walks out, has the card, holds it up, points to everybody, turns it sideways, and starts walking towards the doghouse, okay? And then once he's in the doghouse, he might wait two seconds. Usually that's what he does throughout the day. Very rarely do I see the guy walk in and wait five seconds, the next moto do two seconds, and mix it up. It's always routine. Human beings are routine, trust me. So look to see how the starts ran, so that way you can get an anticipation for when that gate's going to drop, all right? So that's just something that you know that you would want to do. So when you get to the line, boom, you got it dialed in. It's the same thing, like I said, repetition makes everything calmer. You know, people around you, yourself, when you do stuff a lot, it gets to be an extension of your body and it makes it a hell of a lot easier to make your day better. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about starts. This is not like a how-to podcast, but I feel like I want to touch on this because I don't know if you guys have concrete starts or dirt starts. If you do have concrete starts, you do want to burn your tire out a little a little bit to get it sticky so it doesn't spin off the gate, okay? With concrete, you're going to want a little bit of a tacky knobby to kind of shoot you off of the gate better. And also, you don't want to be up on the tank on a concrete start. You want to be in the middle, to just a little bit middle to front on the seat with your back straight to kind of get that traction down and off the gate. Once you're out of that concrete part, of course, you can start shifting your weight forward to keep the front end down and then slowly work your way back to pull yourself, you know, into third gear or whatever you're doing. Dirt starts up to you guys with a whole shot device. If you're a beginner, chances are you don't have a whole shot device. So you want your weight a lot, very, very far forward, okay? So... You put your bike in gear, you squeeze your bike, and then you want your neck and your head out over the handlebar pad, okay? And you want to be towards the front end. So when you dump the clutch, you're not going to wheelie out and loop out. Trust me. I've seen a lot of loop outs in the beginner class. Um, That is because the rider is not ready for the jump of the bike once they dump the clutch, and their body is too far back. That puts all the weight on the rear end. Wrap. And then you loop out, and then you chances are you either broke off your rear fender or you took out your homeboy next to you. So lean forward, decide what you're going to do, concrete, dirt, and you should uh, you should be fine. Just make sure you uh, kind of practice those starts before you go to the race. Again, that goes back to practicing, doing the same thing that you would do at a race. You do all these things. It's a repetition. It becomes easier when you get to the race. That's why you see pros do race day simulations when they get ready before the season so that way when race day comes it's just it's easy to do so it's no problem so a little tip for beginners when you're out there racing just calm down if you're last place don't worry about it enjoy try to race the track as much as you can if you're mid-pack and you got a lot of stuff going on around you you got guys revving your engine you got dudes jumping 
Just try to concentrate on what you're doing and not worry so much about what the things going on around you are, okay? It's difficult to do, and I know some guys like earplugs for that reason. So if you're a beginner, before you go race, you want to try some earplugs, put that in, go on a practice day and see what that does to you. Um, A lot of guys like earplugs, not for the simple fact of muffling the sound of their bike, but earplugs also help them concentrate because they don't hear a lot of outside noises around them. So let's say if you got some dude up your ass in your race and he's revving the engine, it's muffled now because you really don't hear him that much. You still do, but it's not as enhanced as it was. And then when you muffle, you kind of muffle your ears your other senses get heightened, was what I've noticed. So I just started running um, earplugs, and I've kind of adopted that a little bit because I do like how much concentration I get by not hearing as much. So the downside of that is maybe you won't hear a guy coming in onto the right of you to try to make a block pass. But that's here nor there. I'm just trying to get you guys out there to concentrate when you're racing and not worry so much about dudes around you. Don't look back. Don't do the Michael Essie and look back six times a lap to see where the guy's at because all that does is let that guy know that you're worried about him. Don't worry about it. Look forward. Race the track. Calm down and have fun because that's why we do this stuff, okay? You don't have to set the world on fire. Just enjoy yourself. If you get last... Don't worry about it. If you're 45, you get last, who cares? You'll get better. Trust me. If you're a kid listening to this podcast, don't come off crying and think that you sucked it up and you're never going to be any good because you will. It takes time. When I raced, I got last a couple months. I sucked it up. And then one day it clicked. It just all kind of clicks and you you don't get last, okay? And then all of a sudden, oh, you won a moto. And then all of a sudden, oh. I got a trophy. I'm taking a trophy home. I won the race. So it just takes time. The point is to have fun and be safe. And these are all the things that kind of go hand in hand to make the process more enjoyable. Just in case you missed the riders meeting, which some clubs have and some clubs don't, here's some, you see the checkered flag. Obviously, you guys know that's the finish of the race. Yellow flag means caution. So if you guys see a yellow flag out there while you're racing, do not jump the jump, okay? Don't send it. I know we're in the age of just send it, bro. Don't send it because you will be beep, ambulance. No good. All right, caution flag, chill down. Slow down. That means some dude's crashed. You don't know where he's at. All right, you could be laying right there. You don't see him. Boom, done. So slow down, caution, yellow flag. Black flag means you effed up pretty bad. I don't think I've ever been black flagged ever in my life. So if you've been black flagged, either something's coming off your bike or you did something real stupid and they're kicking your ass out of that race. So black that's what black flag means. So that means get off the track ASAP. Red flag means... The race has been stopped because of an injury or something's going on and something malfunction on the gate or whatever, and they're going to restart your moto. So red flag means stop, go back to the start, and then I'm sure the starter will get you information on what is going on. 
But that is the basic flags. I'm sure you guys would know this. I hope you would know that going into the race. And if you don't, all of that information should be up there at signups for you guys. So that's really the basics of going racing. The basics, once you're there at the race, it's pretty easy. It's all the stuff leading up to go racing is the stress part of it, okay? The main thing is to keep your bike in working order. Make sure you do good, proper maintenance on your motorcycle. Check your spokes between motos. Check your nuts and bolts. Check your gas. Check your radiator fluid. Make sure your chain is tight, okay? Or tightened. Um, make sure it's lubed. Just get your bike correct because you don't want it to malfunction and hurt you. And number two, you don't want to have a DNF because of a bike malfunction. That sucks. Driving home, knowing that you had a bike malfunction, it sucks, dude. I've been there. It's a shitty feeling. And I feel sorry for Heather when she has to drive home with me when something happens to my bike. It's a bad day for her. It's a bad day for Aiden. I don't know how they deal with it, but... It's not good, and it's usually mechanic error, which is me. So just make sure you got all your stuff correct, you do it the right way, and you will have a good time at the races. If you guys have any questions about racing or, or what you should race or how, you guys know you can always hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Reach out to me. That's what my business is here for. For you guys, I'm just like you. I love dirt bikes. I want you guys to have fun and succeed. That's all. That's the reason why we do all this stuff, you know. Not everyone is a professional dirt bike racer. Not everyone is best dressed. I don't really care as long as you guys are riding and having fun and doing it the correct way. Then that's all that matters. But if you guys need help, I'll try my best to help you guys. I'm busy, but that's why I have this podcast is to help you. And this is why we created it. So hit me up. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Let's chat. If you guys see me at the track, let's bullshit a little bit, you know? Let's talk dirt bikes. Tell me what your problems are. You got dirt bike problems. You got relationship problems. I'm here for you. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I think I was born to help people, you know? Um, I get more of a rewarding feeling helping others than I do getting things. So uh, I enjoy talking and meeting people. I enjoy meeting people that have the same passion as I do, and uh, like I said, if you're a if you're an avid racer and you're listening to this, be nice to a beginner out there, okay? Help out those people. They're trying out our sport. Um, those are the people that are going to come in and spend more money for our industry. Those people keep our industry going, and we need more beginner type people out there, okay? Beginners, on the flip side of that, be safe. If you're out on an open practice day and you see faster guys, just stick to your line, okay? If you hear someone revving the engine, don't freak out and go left or right. Just stay where you are. They see you, okay? That's the worst thing I, I see beginners do is they freak out when they hear someone behind them and they veer right or veer left. Just stick where you're at. They'll find a way around you, okay? I know it's scary, and if it's that scary, get off the track and find when the track is less active and go out then. Or if they split practices, which they probably do back east, but they don't do that out here, go out in the right practice where you're less intimidated 
And if all you guys have out there is just busy tracks, go find an empty desert or woods area or somewhere just to make up your own track. Go find an OHV area and just go ride and then get your practice in that way. But I know know it's tough sometimes for beginners to go out on a track that's filled with fast dues and it could be overwhelming. And, you know, and I'm guilty of it sometimes too. I get pissed off when I'm out putting in some motos or I'm testing and some of these guys get in my way. Um, it's not because they're slow. It's just because they do the wrong things and almost cause themselves to crash and me hit them. And that's the frustrating part. So just know some ethics. And the ethics is just stick to your line. And that's the correct way for guys to pass you. They will find a way around you. If they're faster, they find a way around you. If they're not faster, they're going to be behind you. Okay? So just worry about where you're at. Stick to your line. And don't worry about them revving their engine. If they're idiots and flipping you off when they go by you, screw them. Who cares? If you stuck to your line, you did the right thing. They're assholes, not you. So don't worry about it. We need beginners in our sport. You're the people out there that are going to make our sport better. You're the you're the people out there that are going to make our sport grow. So um, I appreciate you guys trying motocross or off-road or whatever it is. I see you guys all the time at the track. And you ask me, hey, should I go race? How do I go about it? Should I even uh, try going onto a track? I'm an off-road guy. Yeah, we should try. I, I believe we should try all different kinds of two-wheel, two-wheel racing. So um, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And I look forward to meeting some of you guys at the track. And once again, if you guys have any questions, you know my email. And if you guys want to get some swag... T-shirts, hoodies, and I'll get some new hats coming. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. She'll take your order. We'll ship it out and get it out to you. You can rep for Kiefer Ink Testing. So next week, look for the KX450F, KTM250SXF, KTM350SXF, YZ450F, and YZ85 test. That's what we're doing next week. So check it out. Don't forget to tell your buddies about the Kiefer Tested Podcast, how good it is, how fun it is. Got a handsome dude talking, you know? God knows I'd get no DMs. No hot chicks DM me. Gosh. Dang it. That's a whole nother podcast. We're not going to get into that. So, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you at the track.